This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Dan Mader. Giving you the X's and O's of all things fantasy. <laughs> And welcome back, Empty Nation, to the show. As always, I'm your host, Dan Mater. I got Chris Dowhauer with me. And our special guest tonight, Mr. Commissioner Cooper of TSS Fantasy, one of our partners here at Belly Up Sports. Commissioner Coop, how you doing today? Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to be in the Dan Maynard Dojo. <laughs> it's been a long time coming. It's hard to do it during the season. We're all busy. We all have, you know, we're going live five days a week. We got rankings to work on with Sunday episodes. It's hard to do, but we're going to try to do more of this throughout the postseason. Guys, you know the drill. This is what used to be the Friday show. It's not going to be the Wednesday show throughout the playoffs. It's the MD's DFS contest and lock bets of the weekend, lock bets of wildcard weekend. We're going to be promoting that link out all throughout the week for the DraftKings contest, which is 100% completely free. Remember, if you win, you get one free week of easy sports betting data and get your name eligible for the January giveaway for championship football from championshipfootballs.com, backed by Chaz Florida, who will be joining us in the second half of the show to talk about the sports betting data, along with another special guest, Mr. Peter Van Spenter, will be joining us. He's one of the writers, one of the gambling writers of Belly Up Sports. So we got a lot coming at you guys tonight, and we're streaming live. We're streaming live on Tiki Live. All you got to go is tikilive.com slash channel slash belly up sports or make it easy yourself. Download the Tiki app on your Roku channel or any streaming device for that matter. And first for belly up, we're there. This, this is kind of like the, uh, the soft opening. You have restaurants with the soft opening. You have a grand opening. The grand opening for belly up sports TV is going to be on Monday, 
January 17th. We're going to have tons of new content, tons of personalities you've never seen before talking about all sports all throughout. But this show is going to be kind of the soft opening for it. So make sure you download that. We're going to have lots of great things coming to you on that platform. All right, let's dive into it after we get through all this. Look, Chris, we got our drafting lives we have to go through, but we're going to have some extra competition now with Mr. Commissioner Cooper. We're going to do this a little bit differently, okay? Usually speaking, we'll have Chris do his lineup and me do mine. Tonight, we're going to have Commissioner Cooper start off with the quarterback position. We'll go through our position by positions all across our board. So, Commissioner Coop, go ahead and kick it off for us. Unless we just lost them right on the offset, right when we're about to kick things off. I think we did. I think we lost his connection. So, Chris, you kick it off for us, and hopefully we'll get him back in just a few moments. Yeah, we'll loop back and get the commission in a moment. I'm kicking it off with the quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys, Mr. Dak Prescott. Uh, in two of the last three games, he's you know played like a true QB1. Was struggling previous to that, but when you look at the matchups, playing against the 49ers, team has been pretty elite against the run. Um, I expect Dak Prescott to have a pretty good game. I'm not necessarily super excited about his um, you know ceiling, but I do think of all the different quarterbacks out there for the value of $6,400, you like the value and you do like the upside in the floor against a good opponent, a Dallas Cowboy team that can score points. Commissioner Kuhn, do we have you back? You do have me back, sir. My apologies. We're in a, no, in a bit good. of an Orlando thunderstorm, unfortunately. <laughs> well, let's keep you going while we still have the power here. Kick us off with, a, with your quarterback. Chris just said his is Dak Prescott, $6,400. What's yours? I like Dak a lot. It's a good pick, Chris. I went with Jalen Hurst. I'd say in the NFC East, Bucks twenty four against twenty fourth against fantasy QBs. Last time they played, don't forget, not much in the air. One hundred and fifteen yards with a touchdown. However, ten carries, forty four yards, two TDs. It's possibility there's some rain in the forecast. To me, that makes Jalen slipping and sliding, getting those fantasy points on the ground. And if it doesn't go that way, you're going to get garbage time because Brady's going to light him up if it's not that way. So either way, I like Jalen at this pick as a good value. Garbage time is going to be the key for me because I don't know what they're going to do in the first. First of all, the Eagles never do anything in the first half. Scoring-wise, fantasy-wise, it, it all comes in the second half. Whether they win the game, whether they lose the game, we're going to get to the betting part of it later on. But I think Tampa Bay is going to be one of those teams that dominates Chris, you and I have the same quarterback at $6,400. Why? Because he's got a great matchup against San Francisco. That's a below-average secondary. You want my second reason why? Tyrone Smith off the COVID list. He's going to be there at left tackle. Whether it's a good team, whether it's a bad team, it does not matter. Dak Prescott will play his best football as long as he knows his blind side is protected. So I'm all over Dak Prescott is $6,400. Now, with this quarterback, it's got some good values there. I like it. We're all going cheap at quarterback. We're not paying. I noticed that we're not, we're not paying up there. Is it, has anybody got a reason for that? I don't think you need to. I mean, as the commission kind of jumped, you know, pointed out last game, we didn't see Jalen Hurst have a fantastic game versus Tampa Bay, but it's a solid floor with the rushing ability. And you know the volume is going to be there, but it's a kind of a game that you have to kind of come back the second half. So I think you look at the other quarterbacks, like a Joe Burrow who kind of banged up, you know, some weather issues in that game. Do they have to throw the ball a lot in that game to win? And then they look at the other kind of matchups or kind of more defensive matchups in a lot of times on paper, except for Kansas City's game, which I think Mahomes is a little too expensive for my taste for what I want to kind of pull off the lineup for tonight. But I think that it is maybe one of the guys you can spend up, you know, maybe for. 
Let's move to the running back position. And just like the regular yeah. season, just – go ahead. My bad. No, you're good. Go ahead. I'll say just like the regular season, there's value in the QB position later on, just like just like the regular season would be. So it's kind of the same way in the playoffs. Yeah, 100%. Great Especially point. when we have six games here. We have a large slate. We'll have this for this week. We'll have another six-game slate for next week. And then when it starts to get down to the nitty-gritty, then we're going to start to see some strategies adjust from that standpoint. But Commissioner Coop, give us your RB1 heading into this week. So I got Najee Harris. I spent up a little bit here. This is where I spent my money. Um, Najee Harris, Casey's D, um, 19th versus the running back. Um, and last time they played, this was in week 16. And listen, Casey trounced uh, the Steelers. But it didn't matter because Najee still had a decent day with 93 yards on the ground, five receptions for 17 yards. Expect Ben to want to dump it off a lot. Um, obviously the Chiefs are going to want to make his last day um, very unhappy. So I expect Najee Harris to get a lot of dump-offs again. Um, and regardless, uh, Chiefs D struggling, struggles against the fantasy running back. So I spent up a little bit for Najee this week. Is there anybody else besides Am I doing both Najee? of them? Sorry. No, 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 just just the one for now. Is anybody else besides Najee <laughs> even expected to score fantasy points? I mean, let, let's let's be real. Chiefs defense has been playing really well as of late, and Ben Roethlisberger can only throw the ball a few yards down the field. Apparently, that that two point seven yards per attempt that that remains to be live and well. Unfortunately, for all of our eyes that have to watch that pathetic game, I can't believe that's the Sunday night game. They chose that game to be the Sunday night game. Why? Why? But I digress. Chris, who's your RB one this week? Yeah, I'm going to go with Joe Mixon in this was for this week as my RB1. Uh, Joe Mixon has, you know, a great matchup at over 25 points last matchup versus Cincinnati. I mean, versus the Raiders. Um, I think that you're going to see a game where the, you know, Cincinnati is going to be able to dominate this game on the line scrimmage, be able to run the ball pretty effectively. Raiders are 30th versus the running back position in DFS this week. This week. So I think you look at all the good matchups. And I think this is one of the best ones you can have on paper. Joe Mixon's a guy who's been a true RB1 this year and a guy that, like I said, just coming off the game where he played the Raiders before and dominated them. Chris, stop copying my lineup, man. I got Joe Mixon there going at number one, two is $6,800. For everything that you just said, plus, we don't know exactly how healthy Joe Burrow really is. And when it comes to that knee thing, when it comes to knee and Burrow, I should say, in particular, coming off the ACL injury, it makes you a little worrisome. Now, he's going to play in this game. We're not worried about that part of it. But I do think they're going to lean on Joe Mixon as much as they possibly can, especially early on. If they get the run game going and the Raiders' offense isn't working quite right, they might just stick with it throughout the entire game. The one drawback we do about Joe Mixon, especially as a high price running back heading into this week, is that for whatever reason, if it's a negative game script or a two-minute drill, he doesn't get the passing down work. Hope for our sake, for Joe Mixon's sake, if you're going to play Joe Mixon, you want this to stay in a neutral or pro game script throughout, because if it does, then he will get six or seven targets, because they won't bother to take him out. So that's the difference there when it comes to Joe Mixon's value overall. But yeah, Love the matchup against the Raiders. They don't belong in the playoffs. They shouldn't have been in the playoffs, but you know, probably better than the Chargers after the way they played and called a timeout for no reason whatsoever. Kamish Coop, what's your RB2? RB2 for me, I like James Conner. I spent again high on my running backs. Rams are now tight against fantasy running backs, mind you, seventh. 
um, against fantasy running backs. But check this out. I want to hear a consistent stat for James Conner. All right, so week four they played, 50 yards, two touchdowns. Two receptions for 16 yards, but again, remember that, two touchdowns. Week 14, 31 yards, two touchdowns. Nine receptions for 94 yards. James Conner, to me, consistency um, is the key. And again, to me, any this is going to be one of those high-flying matchups that you're going to want to have anybody in. And I like James Conner a lot uh, going into this matchup. Yeah, again, it's another situation where how healthy is Chase Edmonds heading into this thing? If he's not, it's going to be a full-blown James Conner workhorse role against a team he's already lit up this year and gotten touchdowns against. I like the pick there. Chris, what's your RB2? You better not copy me again, man. Well, I don't know, but I ought to give commission respect for the lineup so far. I really like the floor that he's kind of providing with the guys that he's picking. You got, you got Hurts, a nice running floor. You got two RB1s, guys who are both involved in the passing attack and in the red zone. So nice work, Coach. But my RB2 is going to be Josh Jacobs. Uh, Josh Jacobs and going against the other way against the Cincinnati game. I think he hadn't uh, only had 11 points last matchup, but that was kind of more for game flow. I think this game is going to be, you know, the weather. Nicole is going to be one to three inches of snow. I think Josh Jacobs can't 25 points last week. I think he's going to kind of be the workhorse back again this week. And I think he's going to be that you want to have in your lineup. He's been a workhorse all throughout the season. Now, the production hasn't always matched it, right? Because the offensive line is terrible. And he had a bad year as far as his own efficiencies goes, scoring touchdowns, which has been the huge difference with Josh Jacobs. Why he didn't finish, you know, in the top 10 of running backs like he has in years previous, too. But since Gruden's left, he's been so involved in the passing game. He's got a great safe floor. And the best thing of yet is that Chris finally didn't copy me. I have Devin Singletary as my RB2. The Bills have finally decided, you know what? We're done with the slow Joe in Zach Moss. We're done with Matt Breida, who can't hold on to the football. Give the ball to Devin Singletary. Everybody else, get out of the way. He's on a three-game touchdown streak. You can run against the Patriots when you commit to it, but more importantly, this is an offense that moves the football, and Devin Singletary is finally getting all of the work. I just want to say you said a key word and all that when they commit to running the football. I want to see that happen in the playoffs. I don't care. Give him 15 touches and five targets. That's all I need out of Devin Singletary at $5,400 going up against the Patriots this given week. All right, Commissioner Cooper, I'd be disappointed if your wide receiver isn't named after you, but who is your wide receiver one? (laughs) But of course, sir, got to go Amari Cooper. Got the last name. You know, it's a cousin from another mother, maybe. Um, uh, uh, now you mentioned earlier, talking about Dak Prescott, it's a good matchup. Um, 22 against fantasy uh, receivers all season, the Niners are. And right now, Amari Cooper, well, at least last week anyway, led with targets, uh, with seven targets last week. But, you know, we know how that goes, kind of up and down. Um, but <clears throat> Niners are actually really stingy against the fantasy tight ends. So I expected him to go to the receivers. And I like Amari Cooper, again, the last name. He can't beat it. He was on my fantasy team, of course, this year. Um, and of course, um, Cooper Cup too, but you know, what can I say? It's a family, family trade. Everybody named Cooper is on Commissioner Cooper's team. Chris, what do you got at wide receiver one? So you talked about this game in the Pittsburgh, you know, the Kansas City game, who's going to score for Pittsburgh other than Najee Harris. I got a guy for you, Deontay Johnson. Deontay Johnson is one of the safer receivers to have in your lineup. Definitely has the volume always going to be there with Ben Johnsberger. Uh, you're just hoping to get a touchdown or a big play here. Here or there, but you have the volume is that you know, dead, dead set $6,700. Uh, 
for me, it's a good guy to kind of build your lineup and receiving core around. We know he's going to get 20 targets. It's just going to be a matter of those 20 targets for 20 yards, or does he able to get past a little bit more than that? That remains to be seen. I think we lost Commissioner Cooper again, so we're going to see if we can get him back on the flip side. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. However, I am not going to play a DFS tournament without Cooper Cup being my wide receiver one. I'm not going to do it. It's just not going to happen. And he's $9,000. He's actually priced down a little bit more. Now, that is that is because of the, you know, inflection that we're having with, the, with not inflection, but deflection, I should say, with the decrease in the amount of players. They want to make guys a little bit more appetizing to try to see if you can build out your rosters to be a little bit more contrarian, but I'm not going to do it. I don't care if Stafford's bad. I don't care if Stafford's good. Cooper Cup gets the ball 24-7. Arizona can't cover the slots at all. Give me Cup in a Monday night game, which, Chris, you and I are going to have a discussion about later on in the show about why there's a Monday night game in the playoffs. But give me the Monday night game. Cooper Cup was standing up right there. Wide receiver two. We got Commissioner Cooper back just in time. You didn't even miss your time slot, buddy. Wide receiver two, go. Yo, um, Cooper Cup, by the way, great spin. I I debated. I just couldn't do it. It was just too much. But, yes, great value. I I agree. Let's go to the same game and stick with OBJ. Um, We talked about this. uh, Talked about the Cardinals a minute ago. They are 31st against fantasy receivers. And, you know, they – you know, obviously, they faced twice this year. The first meeting, OBJ wasn't there. Robert Woods and Van Jefferson both had good games. Now going into the last meeting, OBJ, six receptions, 77 yards, and a TD. Starting to see a lot more targets in this offense. I like him in this matchup. You know, uh, OBJ is one of those loves the big spotlight. No bigger spotlight than a playoffs. I like OBJ in this matchup. I kind of like that because he's been the more consistent wide receiver than Van Jefferson has. Van Jefferson got a little bit banged up, I believe, a couple of weeks ago. It was He's back. He's going to be okay. But he's been the more consistent guy. And when they get into the red zone, they seem to put an emphasis on trying to get the ball to OBJ. Chris, who's your wide receiver too? Yeah, so part of the reason I couldn't get Cooper Cup in my lineup is because I wanted to spread my value in receiver a little bit. And I have a, a little bit of a contrarian play, but a guy I like the really upside and matchup for. And that's T. Higgins. Tig is $6,300. I'll take it on the Raiders secondary. He struggled the first matchup. and only had two catches for 30, 30 or 15 yards, I should say, um, before he went on a three-game streak where he basically was just dominant out there. Um, so I think T. Higgins is going to return to his dominant ways. I think Jamar Chase is going to be something that's going to be targeted by the Oakland Raiders. Oh, Oakland, Jesus. The Vegas Raiders. It's a child that's targeted. It's how to take away. I know. I didn't say the Washington team yet, so at least that's good. Um, but I think it's going to be a guy that they're going to try to kind of limit Jamar Chase. I think Higgins is going to see a lot of one-on-one coverage. And I also like that I talked about the, you know, the weather. I think it's going to be a factor. A big receiver like Higgins is going to be affected by that kind of weather. I like it. I like it. I like it. can't disagree. Did you really think I was going to play Dak Prescott and not 
double stack him with somebody. Oh, I did. But I took Cedric Wilson. Give me Cedric Wilson at $4,400. He's played a major role since the injury of Michael Gallup. You want to talk about teams? We said Arizona can't cover the slot. San Francisco, they really can't cover any receivers, but they especially struggle against slot wide receivers. If they come in with a game plan to maybe take away C.D. Lamb on the outside, who's playing the outside now since Michael Gallup's been out, or an Amari Cooper. Cedric Wilson's the guy who has shown he can hit the big plays and has had the extra volume as of late. So I'm taking Cedric Wilson at that value price tag and a nice matchup to double stack it up with my quarterback. So okay. I'm just going to jump in real quick. Go I'm going to jump in real quick uh, there at the end. I'm going to piggyback off that role because I have him on receiver three. So I'm just going to okay. say basically all the same reasons you have him. Um, I also want to point out the last game matchup they had, he did have 20 points DFS-wise, had a six catches for over 100 yards. Uh, the last two games, Cooper has started and played at 31 points and 18 points. So this guy's playing a receiver one that you can have for $4,400. You definitely want to kind of have that tandem. You're going to have both those players in your lineup. Okay, okay. So, Kamish Coop, who's your wide receiver three? Uh, I just want to say, I think you guys cheated off each other is what it sounds like. Um, let, <laughs> let's go with receiver three, A.J. I like A.J. Green, I'm, uh, and if you might be sensing a theme. I really like the Rams-Cardinals matchup for fantasy purposes. So, um, But A.J. Green, talk about, again, consistency. Um, week four, five receptions, 67 yards and a TD. And then in week 14, seven receptions, 102 yards and a TD. Very consistent against the Rams. Um, so I like, I like uh, A.J. Green a lot for my wide receiver three and a good value. Okay. Okay. Uh, I'm not on that one. <laughs> I'll just put that out there because it's been, it's been all about Christian Kirk and Zach Ertz in the absence of DeAndre Hopkins. AJ Green's been very, very spotty at best. Now the value, look, we've seen games where he's gotten seven receptions and had some production just based on default of the volume. And that's basically what you're banking on there. Cause you're building your lineup around that being a high scoring game. And I could tell if you're betting on that game, Commissioner Coop, he's going for the over. That's what he's going for in that matchup. So I, I can, I can most definitely. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just see what happens there. My third receiver is Byron Pringle. Now, obviously, I have you know high price players in my lineup. I got to pay down somewhere. Give me Pringle though. Last time they played the Steelers, he dropped two touchdowns. He had seventy six yards. That was Tyreek Hill in the lineup. Hill. All of a sudden, really couldn't play much last week, even though he was expected to do so with the heel issue. Now, he's back at practice, and he's expected to be fine and good to go. But the other, there's got to be another option besides a Hill and a Travis Kelsey. And Byron Pringle has now taken the lead over Demarcus Robinson, over Mecole Hardman, as far as overall usage and playing time over the past couple of weeks. And he's on a two-touchdown streak. So give me his value at $3,800. Yeah, I like it. I think it's one of the better values you can have in your lineup this week. Um, a guy that's definitely been coming on as of late. And he talks about, you know, Tyree's questionable process, but also just pointing out the playoffs. So kind of like I do like Coop's line, or Coach Coop's line up a little bit over there because a lot of things coaches are going to take away number one guys. They're going to try to target certain guys and make you kind of go to the other guys you haven't really utilized. So you might see more of an effort to take away some of the receiver ones. And then you're going to see some of these other guys be able to step up like a Byron Pringle, maybe like an A.J. Green or an Amari Cooper, because attention is not going to be necessarily on the same way on those guys as the number ones on their teams, especially the playoffs. Okay, okay. I think, believe it, Kamish Coop, who's your tight end? Who's your big guy? 
All right, just real quick, I just want to say the reason I'm going betting on that Cardinals Ram matchup 140 points in both matchups combined, my brother. So that's why I just wanted to back back that up real quick. All right, so going with Gronk. I mean, this is where I can spend up a little. Why not the Bucks? Um, excuse me, the um whoever the hell they're playing, the Eagles, sorry, they are 32nd <laughs> against tight ends, dead last in the league. I mean, this is just a great matchup. And they were um, – Gronk was hurt the last time they played this season. But guess what? O.J. Howard, six receptions, 49 yards, and a touchdown. If O.J. Howard can find the end zone, I promise you Gronk can't, plus the injuries in the receiving core. So I like Gronk big time against the Eagles. Yeah, not to mention, you know, as you said, Brown, Godwin, they're out. We don't know how healthy Leonard Fournette is. Ron Jones is out. Evans is going to get the matchup against Darius Slay. And it's, it's playoff time. It's playoff time. It's Brady and Gronk time. You can't argue with that. Chris, who's your tight end? No, no Grayson either. So, yeah, there's a lot of reasons for Gronk to eat. I love Gronk this week. I have some other DFS lineups, but who I'm going with is, is going to be Zach Ertz at my tight end position. Uh, $4,600. Guy's just been an absolute target monster. Um, a guy that, you know, he hasn't got the touchdowns you're kind of hoping for, but has one of the best floors you can have the tight end position, which is super important at that position. And I think he's a guy who's kind of due to score. A Rams matchup not, you know, isn't wonderful on paper, but isn't a bad matchup necessarily either. Zach Ertz has been productive. Both games have played against him, has seen the volume. So I think that's going to continue again this week. Guess what? I also have Rob Gronkowski at $6,400. Commissioner Cooper now is now copying me. Look, He's due. He's gonna get double digit targets. There's no doubt about it. And of course, you love the matchup. And it's playoff time. And it's go time. And I expect the Bucks to blow out the Eagles. And let, let's just be real. Let's just call it what it is. I mean, that we're gonna get into this more in the second half of the show. But this was the worst matchup the Eagles possibly could have gotten in the first round of the playoffs. I mean, the, the absolute worst. So yeah, I love Gronk here at sixty four hundred dollars. I'm really looking at him and Cooper Cup and Joe Mixon as my workhorses heading into this lineup, heading into this DFS lineup here. Let's get this thing going though. Flex position. Where do we get our sleepers at? Usually, this winds up being the sleeper spot. Maybe you paid up. I don't know. Commissioner Coop, what did you do? So I actually went my defense first. So then I just seen how much money I had left, and I had enough to snag Darren Waller, um, tight end. I mean, listen, you're playing the Bengals. Um, who are 28th versus the tight end. And the last time when Darren Waller was healthy, mind you, seven receptions, 116 yards, and a blowout by the Bengals. So Darren Waller, I mean, he was on the field last week, started to see some targets. I like to see him obviously get a little more workload this week and against the Bengals, who again struggled against him last time earlier this season. So that is my, not really a sleeper, but that's my flexi. You look, I like it. They're going to have to go and get their weapons. There's a good chance this winds up being a higher scoring type of game despite the cold weather because, well, the Bengals are going to press the issue on the outside, on the perimeter. Darren Waller's back in action. That's the good news there. No arguments here. Chris, anything for you? Yeah, I, I really like Darren Waller. I think it's, you know, sometimes people forget about pairing up two tight ends in their lineups in DFS, but it's something you could definitely do, especially when they have good value there. Who's your flex? So my flex, I'm going to that game that the commission was talking about earlier and hitting on that Rams running back situation, going with Sonny Michelle, $5,400. I guess the price tags because Cam Akers is back. I'm not worried about that. I think this is going to be a game that you're going to see plenty of Sonny Michelle. I think it's a team that you can run all over. And I think Sonny Michelle is going to have, you know, definitely score touchdowns, but definitely have over 100 yards in this game. I'm excited about the $5,400, like I said, and I think it's an outstanding value. 
I think it's a reflection of the fact that even though there's nobody else around, even with Cam Akers, without Cam Akers, it didn't matter. He just didn't get involved in the passing game. You need him to go 100 yards and a touchdown. Not that I think he won't against Arizona, although I will be curious to see. I'll be curious to see how much J.J. Watt actually plays. I mean, if he's really able to play a decent amount, that was when their run defense was pretty good. But, yeah, Michelle's got a very safe price tag because you know he's going to get the ball. Cam Akers... He'll be there to get worked in, but he's not ready yet to really take away any kind of significant workload from a. Did you see Rashad Penny last week? Just, just yeah. point and that out you, as well. Did you see Rashad Penny? That's not not a bad point Ooh. at all. My flex. I'm actually going to go to the same game commissioner group was that, but what was Zay Jones at forty two hundred dollars? Talk about a guy who's been getting a hell of a workload as of late. Cincinnati, you got Darren Waller, Hunter Renfro. Their focus on that defensive game plan, I expect anyway, would be to take away the middle part of the field. Zay Jones has been that one guy on the outside that Carr has now been willing to take the shots to. He's been playing well ahead of Deshaun Jackson, Brian Edwards, way further in production, usage, targets. Give me Zay Jones at 4200 bucks to hit a big one against the Cincinnati Bengals. Yeah, one of the he best receivers out there. Yeah, he has been seeing a lot of targets. No, you're good. My bad. Sorry. He has been seeing. I know Chris is used to go, feeding off you. My bad. I'm just. I, I'm here. No, I'm the no, third wheel. My bad. You're here for. It. No, you're perfect. <laughs> Zay Jones is. Um, he has seen a lot of targets, and I actually was looking at him too, Dan. To be honest with you, but then I was like, I was looking at his production per his targets, and I'm like, bro. <laughs> catch the ball or something so uh yeah i feel you but it, to me some questions with him uh with his production and again of tough Bengals defense but i uh, but i'm fe- i was feeling you i'm feeling you a little <laughs> while you're feeling me why don't you give me your defense all righty how about that the Bengals defense is who i have speaking of there that same is. match that's the real reason why again, Bengals. <laughs> <laughs> that's how you say exactly <laughs> so, um, again, these guys played in week 11. Bengals trounced them 32-13, um, scored 12 fantasy points. They got two sacks, two forced fumbles, um, got an interception, and two. I think I mentioned two sacks already. Um, so uh, I like the Bengals' defense to make – I was looking at all these matchups this week. Um, you know, unless you're really uh, going – if you're going to maybe the Chiefs, maybe, somebody like that, that's good value. But, again, I think as far as matchup goes, I like the Bengals a lot this week. Okay. Okay. Chris, what's yours? Yeah. Um, MD Nation is not big on spending money on the defense for the most part. So I'm going with the Patriots defense, $2,600. Going with it, you know, hoping that I had the game one defense versus the game two. First game. Bringing the Blizzard with them. Maybe. Hopefully. Could be. Um, But I also think there's a good chance that Josh Allen can have a turnover too. He has had some issues in the playoffs with turnovers. It is a game with defense that has, you know, a propensity to be able to get turnovers. So I'm excited to kind of the opportunity for this game. I'm not expecting necessarily it's going to be defenses haven't scored a lot of points overall for the most part. Like I said, they had eight points the first matchup, scored negative one to the next last matchup. But I think for $2,600, I'm going to take that chance that I'm going to get a, you know, a better matchup out of them this week. As a 49ers fan, it pains me to do this, but I'm all over the Cowboys. Give me the Dallas Cowboys defense. <laughs> Mika Parsons is back. This is already a high opportunistic defense against a quarterback who throws interceptions even when he doesn't have a hurt thumb. Yeah, there, Trent Williams may or may not play. He's definitely going to be at least questionable heading into the game. If he can't go, 
it might get real scary real fast. Give me the Dallas defense at $3,100. They've been a terrific fantasy defense even when they give up points because they get those stacks, they get those turnovers. I expect them to do no less than on Sunday. That wraps up our lineups, guys. Again, hit the in the description, in the comments. If you're watching this on social media, it'll get promoted out throughout the weekend. If you're watching this on YouTube, please subscribe. But hit the link. It's completely free. If you win, you win one free week of easy sports betting data and get your name eligible for the January giveaway at championshipfootballs.com. Kamish Coop, tell everybody where they can find you, where to check out TSS Fantasy before we let, before we say goodbye. All good. TSSFantasy.com. That's our website. Obviously, you can go to YouTube. Um, we're a part, honored to be part of Belly of Sports Podcast with you, my brother, so you can find us there. Um, find us anywhere you do podcasts, and we'll be on Tiki Live, and we're on ColorCast coming soon. So pretty much anywhere you want to look, you can find us. I mean, I'm even on TikTok, believe it or not, which at a 45 <laughs> years old, I really got to question my uh, life choices at this point. But yes, I'm on TikTok too. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Uh, excellent, excellent. Thank you so much for coming on the show. We're going to see you again. Don't worry. We're going to keep you on throughout the offseason, and we'll, we'll we'll keep in touch for sure. Take it easy, man. Thank you. Thank you for having me, sir. All right. Before we get into the other side of the show, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we got Chaz Filardi and Peter Van Spencer coming on. We're going to talk about some of our bets for a wild card week and to win you guys some money. So, everybody, stay tuned to the MD's Fantasy Football Show. We'll be back right after this. Roses are red, violets are blue, but don't let a wild pube wreck you. Valentine's Day is just around the corner, and our sponsors at Manscaped are here for you with the best tools to get your balls ready for the special occasion. This V-Day, it's time to join the 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped, the leaders in below-the-waist grooming, with our exclusive offer. Go to manscaped.com and use the promo code BELLYUPFANTASY for 20% off and free shipping. The holidays went by so quickly. Did you remember to take care of your package with the best tools for the job? The Performance Package 4.0 from Manscaped is just the thing every guy needs in their life to make each and every day just a little more special. The number one product in this package is the Lawmower 4.0. This electric trimmer is designed to trim hair on loose skin. And get this, the trimmer's advanced skin-safe technology reduces cuts and nicks on your delicate balls. It even has a 4000K LED spotlight so you can shave anywhere your heart desires. Get 20% off and free shipping when you use promo code Belly up fantasy at manscaped.com today. You're listening to the MD's Fantasy Football Show. And welcome back to the show, MD Nation. As always, I'm your host, Dan Mater. Joined you with Chris Dahauer. We just wrapped up giving you guys our DraftKings lineup cards with Commissioner Cooper from TSS Fantasy joining the show as well. Remember, if you hit the link, it's in the comments below, or just check us out on social media at Billy at MDFF Show. It's free. 
You win one free week of Easy Sports betting data if you win. Your name gets eligible for the January giveaway from championshipfootballs.com, which is led by this man, Chaz Filardi. Chaz, how are you doing today? Oh, he got the shirt. Nice. Very he nice. That was our gift to Chaz for all the hard work he's been doing for us all year. It's perfectly. This is the first show I've done without, uh, I don't know, since eight years. Now, this is our ninth year. I've always worn my shirt. This is the first time I've ever worn a shirt. Except the one time I told you I, I came out with the Sports Betting Weekly soccer shirt that's green on the green screen, and it was just a floating head. <laughs> I made a comedy bit out of that. I just haven't figured it out yet. Also joining the show, Peter Van. Now, am I saying this right? Peter Van Sventer. Uh, no, you're close. You're very close. It's just Van Seventer. So just a regular, regular seven. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. I apologize. I apologize. We'll be saying no, it right no, for no, the rest no. of the show. Thanks for joining. Now, if you guys don't know Peter, he's one of our top sports betting pick writers at Belly Up Sports. So happy to have him on for this special wild card weekend. Pete, uh, real quickly, just because so we can get you introduced here, where people should follow you on social media and some things that you have been publishing with Belly Up Sports. So on social media, you can follow me on Twitter at Pete Van Seventer. And uh, at Belly Up Sports right now, I'm really in the thick of things with uh, betting NFL. I'm very into betting soccer specifically as well, focused on the Premier League, really love betting on soccer specifically because they have the three-way money line system. So there are some great value odds in there. Uh, NFL this year, I've had a pretty solid year. I haven't been able to commit myself as much as I should, but I'm very committed to the playoffs and I can't wait to get started. Awesome. 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 Yeah. This is the part of the show. We go into our lock bets and guys, remember we're now on live streaming television at Tiki live, download the app, search for belly up sports, or you can go directly to Tiki live.com slash channel slash belly up. Don't worry. We're also streaming to you on our social media accounts at belly up MDFF show and subscribe to our YouTube. Catch every episode there. If you're on your commutes, don't win this weekend. Download us on your favorite pod streaming app. All right, gentlemen, let's get into this wild card weekend. We got two Saturday games to kick things off. The first one being the Raiders and the Cincinnati Bengals. That's at 430. The Bengals are minus five and a half. The over under is setting at 49. I'll kick this to Pete first as our first time guest on here. What are you looking for in that game? Maybe something else besides the overall line. Just hit us with it. Um, other than the overall line, I kind of like the under on that game. I think 49 is a little high. I kind of think Cincinnati's going to – I think they're really going to come out and dominate this game. I know the Raiders are – like, they're, they've played really well as of late. But in my opinion, personally, their last three games, they've had to win and win to get in. They've been playing in the playoffs, essentially, for the last three weeks. I honestly think Cincinnati minus 5.5 is great value here. Joe Burrow got some rest. And I think Cincinnati at – the time being might have the best wide receiver core in the league with Higgins Boyd and Jamar Chase and I really yeah I think Cincinnati at home I think Cincinnati's finally going to get their first win in the social media history okay. in the playoffs <laughs> I mean, Chaz what are, you, what are you seeing data wise you know what it's such a pleasure to only have six games to do <laughs> this makes it so much easier doesn't it i didn't do yeah, my rankings this week and it was it was a breeze i was done in like 30 minutes oh my goodness i mean especially after rocking college football on saturdays and pro football on sundays and whatever days it was just a pleasure it's like a vacation week for me uh, but you know what i i break everything down the same way 
I will tell you right now, I do more live action in playoffs than any other time of year because sometimes right away, you know, right away, you know. Um, and in this game, I, I think what I'm going to look for is I'm going to look at, I did it the other night. It was pretty nice. It was, uh, five field goals into the championship. And at this point I'm rooting for Alabama. Cause I told you guys, I, I sell my patronage to whoever buys the most footballs and Alabama had more football. So George is doing real well. So keep, keep them coming. But, um, right. it was, it was five, t- five field goals, right? whatever the score was, it was five field goals. And yeah. I said, somebody, I said, I'm going in for the over. I'm just going to wait and see. And then, then, and the points will come and they're going to come in bunches. And it was so easy. I mean, I got 37 at one point on the over uh, in live action. So I would do the same thing here. And I, I, I hear what Pete's saying, but I, I, I think that Cincinnati can score some points on this Oakland team. Yeah. Uh, fair- Vegas, if, Vegas. Chris did the same thing earlier in the show. What is with you guys? Vegas. If, 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 and again, I do things differently. I'm not, you know, I, uh, the game is such a little part of my world. It really is. So what I'm looking for is I'm looking for an opportunity. I, I agree with Cincinnati, but if it's, if, if the first half doesn't go Cincinnati's way, then I would take all the money that I bet on Cincinnati and, and, and double it and bet on Cincinnati again in the second half. Okay. Okay. There's a little strategy to look out for. I like it. I like it. Chris, what, what, what are you thinking? What, what are you feeling? Well, first, I want to ask Chaz, are you going to have some uh, wake and bake before the playoff game on Saturday? No, sure. Um, we're wake and bake. Remember, I'm going to uh, do my own personal wake and bake in Las Vegas for the AFC NFC uh, getaway week. We call it our better way weekend. We do it every year. Of course, last year was, uh, for some reason, last year, Vegas wasn't open. I don't remember what it was. Uh, so anyway, uh, so, so when I come back, I'll, I'll figure that out. But just so you know, that will not stop me from hitting my patio early in the morning on Saturday and Sunday. <laughs> the answer is so, yeah, clear. They'll be very clear. Um, yeah, so I think that, you know, I think, th- I think that um, you guys are really on the right track. With uh, Cincinnati should be the leader of this game. I think Cincinnati is going to cover in this game. They're definitely a better team. I think the weather is actually going to help them even more. Um, the Raiders' best thing they have against the Cincinnati teams is their pass rush. It's, if there's any kind of bad weather or snow, it's going to kind of limit the pass rush and the kind of the speed that Raiders kind of depend on to kind of get to the you know the, their edge rushers to get to the quarterback. So I think if you look at all those different factors, Cincinnati should be, be able to cover this game and easily win this game. Hey, I got a peak question. Yep, go for it. How much stock do you take in previous uh, matches? Playoff teams, sometimes they have played each other. Sometimes they've played each other twice already. Right. No, you're, you're talking about uh, – I'm pretty sure, yeah, Cincinnati had a pretty – they beat Oakland down – or not Oakland, sorry, Las Vegas down pretty bad. Yeah, everybody it's doing a disease. it. It's like a disease, I swear. I know. <laughs> it says Oakland on my sheets. You know what it takes to go through 12 years of data, find every single <laughs> Oakland and change it to Las Vegas? It's, it's not as easy as it sounds. By the way, the first time they played each other, the Bengals won that game 32-13. to 13. It was we in have, Vegas. We have that, you know, they played because they're not in the same d- the division. And then no, later that was on, the only time they played. Twice. We got some that played. They didn't have them played. You know, they're the same conference, but they just weren't scheduled. I was just curious how much stock you put in that game versus other games. Oh, for other games, I, I think what you're saying with the divisional thing, I think that that matters and honestly that's kind of one thing i'm going to talk about later with the pats and the bills as well as the rams and the cardinals but for this game i honestly think that cincinnati like because they'll be at home that game was in las vegas i got it right that time 
And I don't think that uh, – I, I really think Las Vegas is kind of just worn out at this point. I think that they're going to be a little fatigued. And I think going into that Saturday game in Cincinnati, I think they're just going to be overwhelmed. Really, it is amazing if you look back and say they're in the playoffs after what's happened to them. No, they should be, yeah, no they, Thank God for the Chargers. Here's the deal, though. I'm going, against, I'm going against all three of you. I'm going against all three of you. I am taking the Raiders a cover. Give me the Raiders plus the five and a half in this one. Last four of five, the Raiders have won or covered the spread as underdogs. They have the more veteran team. Here's what I'm worried about with Cincinnati. This is a very young, very inexperienced team. I want to see Joe Burrow be 100%, but I, I'm, I'm against you on this one, Chris. I think the snow actually hurts Cincinnati with their speed on the perimeter at the wide receiver position and helps the Raiders out more so in that aspect of it. I don't think the Raiders win this game, but I do think it is going to be close. So I'm taking the Raiders plus five and a half. I am with Pete, though, on the under. I'm not expecting this game to be super high scoring on that over-under at 49. But let's 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 move to the next game because of the playoff games, I'm probably that's probably one of the least ones I'm interested in seeing is right up there with Kansas City and Pittsburgh, which we'll get to later on in the show. Not that you can't still win money to make it interesting, which is why we talk about it on this show. But let's kick things off to the Saturday night game. We got the Patriots. Buffalo Bills, round three. Bills, minus four heading into this matchup as of right now. Over-under set at 43 and a half. So Vegas is expecting a schnooze fest between these two teams in Buffalo. From what I understand, expect to be cold, but it's not expected to be a blizzard. So, Pete, that game, what are you looking for and why? So the stat that I saw earlier uh, earlier today was in the last six like wild card games where there's a divisional matchup, the underdog has actually won that game straight up five out of six times. So that instantly caught my eye. And obviously it's Bill Belichick. The weather, I mean, I heard it's gonna be upwards or it's gonna be like zero degrees at like the low, and it's not gonna be it's not gonna get much warmer. And I saw that tickets prices went down significantly because of the weather. I think it's gonna be similar to that not like that last Monday night when they played. Mac Jones better throw the ball more than three times. But I think that plus four for the Pats is good value here. I know that uh, the Bills are obviously doing really well as of late, but I think Bill Belichick's going to have a plan and keep them in that game till the very end. And as long as they don't turn the ball over, I really like the Pats in that game. And I also saw that the over-under moved two points up when the weather was confirmed to get colder, which I thought was an interesting thing to see. That is an interesting thing to see. Chaz, what are you you seeing? What are you feeling? Well, what I'm feeling is ever since he became a, the playoff Buffalo quarterback, Josh Allen is perfect in the first quarter. He's never lost against the spread in the first quarter. I okay. Like Bet on the Bills in the first quarter. Chris, come on, preview this game for me. What, what are you thinking? Yeah, so I'm looking at this game, and I think this is going to be a game that, you know, you guys are kind of hitting upon it. The England Patriots, their defense, what they can kind of do, their matchups. I think no one's going to be able to kind of win this game. I do think this is going to be one of the games that's going to be the upsets of the weekend. I think that you look at that last game, Buffalo did blow them out. Everybody kind of looks at that and thinks, you know, they could do it again. I think that's kind of fool's gold. I think New England kind of didn't show all their cards. I think they're going to try to use different game plan versus Buffalo. I think Buffalo should win this game. I think Buffalo's a more talented team. But I think ultimately coaching is going to kind of win out. And if I was as confident as you and Devin Singletary, I'd pick Buffalo but I don't think that they're necessarily going to use the running back position like they need to. I think you're going to see Brian Giebel get you pass happy. I think Josh Allen's going to have some turnovers. I think Patriots are going to pull off the upset. I do think Buffalo wins this game, but I am taking New England to cover. I think it's going to come down to a field goal. Now, the one key part of this game, though, is it's going to be Mac Jones. 
look, he, he only threw the ball three times that first game when they won, right? Because the running game was able to take over. Well, the second time they played each other, Damian Harris, he had 100 yards and three touchdowns. The running game was still very effective, but Mac Jones was not. 14 of 32, he had two picks, just didn't have a good game, and that was in New England at home. He usually takes care of the ball a little bit better than that. I think they've found something now with him and Jacoby Myers getting back involved a little bit more because, remember, he kind of went away for a while as far as his usage going. It's keeping the offense moving. It's keeping the chains moving, and they're going to be a full go with a Stevenson and a Harris. I think they'll be able to control this game enough to keep it low scoring and to keep it down to a field goal. I think Buffalo ultimately wins, but I think the Patriots cover at plus four. By the way, New England... 8-3 Eight and three, the last eleven games versus the spread, and nine of thirteen for the over. In case you guys were thinking about the over at forty three and a half, that's yeah. also possible there. Yes, this is what I was talking about earlier. I mean, this is like the third time they're playing in seven weeks. It's pretty wild if you think. No, about it is. It. It's absolutely crazy, and it's it, this <laughs> one's a rubber match, so it's going to be interesting from that standpoint. Let's get to Sunday, guys. Let's get to the real football day. But first off, let's kick it off with a game that I expect to be a blowout. And I think Vegas sort of agrees. It's the Eagles versus the Tampa Bay Bucks. This line is set at minus eight and a half for Tampa Bay at home. The over-under is at 46. I'm just going to say it again. This was the worst matchup the Philadelphia Eagles possibly could have drawn in this playoff round. The only thing they do well, their entire identity, is running the ball up the middle. That's the one thing you can't do against Tampa Bay. It's been very hit or miss in the passing game as of late. And even without Godwin, without Antonio Brown, Tom Brady, I think, showed us something last week of like, hey, as long as I got Gronk, as long as I got Mike Evans, I'll make the rest work. They're getting Leonard Fournette back. Yeah, I think Tampa Bay covers in this game. I do like the over at 46, though. I think the Eagles will score enough second half points where this game will hit the over, too. I'm going to kick this one to Chaz first this time. Chaz, what do you see on the easy sports betting data? Well, this is a something's got to give game, right? Tampa Bay, we've cashed tickets on them all year, except for that one game. Right? If they don't play the Saints at home, they score 30 points. That's kind of how the rules are. Uh, but Philly's not giving up any points. Blackhawk West from 151 Sports Investing on our show likes the Eagles. He's going to sprinkle money line on it. I don't know what money line is, but normally it's what, 10 to 1 on a 10 to 1. Right? Something okay. like that? I, sure. I, I'll tell you right now, this is a, this is a classic example of why I was, I'm blessed that the Lord let me live long enough to see live action. Because when I was, when I was your age, <laughs> there was no live action. And this is a live action game. It's screaming because you're going to know again right away. I think you're going to know right away. It's either going to be wow, Philly's playing with them, or this is Tampa Bay at home. What the hell was I thinking? Pete, what do you think? Yeah, <laughs> I I love the Bucks in this game. As you said, it's a it's all about matchups in the playoffs and. You uh, hit the nail with the hammer. I mean, the Eagles can run the ball, and the Bucks can stop the run. The Bucks can't stop the pass, really, and the Eagles can't pass the ball for the life of them. And last time they played in Philly, it was Thursday night, and it was honestly a blowout for most of the game. And the Eagles got one of the luckiest backdoor covers out there. I think with the two-point conversion to – I forget who it was, but they got a two-point conversion at the very end. And, yeah, I mean, I think minus eight and a half is a steal for the Bucks And six and two in the playoffs – or 6-2 and two in the last eight against the spread. And Brady, as you said, he has Gronk and Evans. Like, in New England, he never really had the most uh, glamorous, tar- like, weapons. He can do what – he can make do with Evans and Gronk, I think. Chris, you've seen this thing any differently than the rest of us. 
I do. I think that I'm oh. going to go to that last game. Um, I think that the, I do think Tampa Bay is going to win, but I think the, I think the Eagles are going to be not going to cover. I think the Eagles are going to be able to keep it close. They kept the last time game close. I think the Bay is nowhere nowhere close to offensively where they were on that that game that they played that Eagles offense on that Thursday night. You're talking about um, one of the things you have Mike Evans. You talked about, but he's going to see a lot of Darius Slay. Mike Evans is a receiver that does struggle against some of the better you know re- corners when they're especially matchups guys that try to you know take him away. Other guys, they don't have Antonio Brown out there. They don't have Chris Godwin out there. So you're going to see a lot of Gronk. I think Gronk can have a big game, but you have a questionable how good is Fournette, which is where is he kind of, you know, health-wise. You have a lot of questions at the offensive line situation. So I think overall the Eagles can kind of keep this game close. We've seen, you know, Tampa Bay struggle keeping quarterbacks in the pocket, especially running quarterbacks. So the Eagles have different ways they can kind of attack this team and keep it uh, keep around and be kind of a pain for the Tampa Bay team. The Tampa Bay kind of lacks the firepower to blow out anybody right now. So I like the Eagles to kind of keep it close, and, and I and I bet on that. All right, Chris is different than everybody with the Eagles. I'm different than everybody with the Raiders. Let's see how different we can be with the consensus moving on. Does does, does Pete and Chaz, do they go against the green somewhere? What about with the 49ers in Dallas? 49ers are minus three, or no, I'm sorry, they're plus three. Dallas is minus three at home. The over-under at 50 and a half. This is the highest over-under of the week, guys, at 50 and a half going into this matchup. I'm going to save myself for last because I got a rant to go on with about this. But Pete, you first, my man. What do you think about the 49ers Dallas game? Is there money to be had here? I really. So, you, what was the finals line? It was minus three. You're saying it's for minus Dallas? three Dallas. Yes, fifteen and a half in the over under. Yeah. So, I, my heart wants to take the Niners. I really, really want to take the Niners so badly, but my head just tells me Dallas. Like I hate betting on Dallas, but I feel like Dallas should. I mean, they've been red hot the last two weeks. I mean, my honestly, I'm going to go with 49ers and them because the last two weeks Dallas has played, what, Washington and a dismantled Philadelphia. And yeah. then plus three. I mean, as long as Jimmy G has one turnover only, only one, they should really manage plus three. And the Niners have a very good defense. I really, And they have two great, off, I mean, two great offensive weapons that they should be able to use against Dallas' defense. Who gives up yards? As long as they don't turn the ball over and let Dallas just get crazy interceptions and fumbles, I think I think Niners should take plus three. Okay, okay. So we're going with an upset here, we're going with the, at least the cover for the underdog. Chaz, what are you seeing? You know, I'm seeing uh, – I still have some anger. Uh, I, and I, I'm working through it, but I still have some anger. Remember Dallas, Chris, oh, Dallas, I had the over. I have some anger. Of course, I came right back with them, and it was it was a nice game. That Dallas uh, Eagles game was the um, I kept betting the over kind of game, you know, and and you get it up where I I had like five first half overs and six game overs and and every single one of them cashed. So that that made the pain go a little away. But but um, I, I, I'm leading Dallas in the over on this game, and the reason I am is because Dallas is scoring some points. At home in the second half, a lot of them actually. Uh, you know what? I, I don't know. The, the quarterback for San Francisco, he's like one play away from being out too. You know, that's the other thing. But that would hurt. That might hurt healthy over. You never know because the, the next kid's pretty good too. The Trey Lance or what is his name? Yeah, he's garbage. But we'll, we'll save that. Don't worry. I'm getting my rant soon. <laughs> oh, I forgot. That's right. The visiting team. You have rantability because you're a fan. <laughs> Uh, Chris, what are you thinking? Yeah, this is a game that I absolutely do not want to touch in the betting world. Um, I look at two teams that are so, so 
interesting to read. You look at Dallas Cowboys, a team that should be talented and should be able to beat the 49ers, but I question some of their coaching, and I question whether the Kyle Shanahan can't outcoach this team. I think I definitely bet on the over on this game. I think it's going to be a very high-scoring game. I think Dallas's defense is going to struggle with the running game and the receivers and kind of the Kyle Shanahan attack. I think Kittle's going to have a big game in this game as well. So I think there's a lot of things going for the 49ers. I think Dallas's offense is going to be a problem for the 49ers' defense, though. I think you look at the, you know both matchups. To me, this is a pick them game, and I want to kind of avoid it. But I definitely think it's going to be a high scoring game, so I bet the over. I'm probably going to do what Chaz does and kind of watch this game and bet on the you know as the as the kind of quarters go or the halves go. All right, so I'll lead it with this that I agree with you on the over part. 49ers seven of the last eight on the road over Dallas home eight of the last eleven over. So this game screaming punch the over. I'm with you on that one. Now here's where my rant comes into play. Everyone seems to want to pick the 49ers as their upset pick of this week. And on paper, eh, this is a terrible matchup for San Francisco. I don't know what anybody is looking at, paying attention to, what it is. I don't get it at all on any remote level whatsoever. 49ers secondary is one of the worst in the NFL. They have all the playmakers in the world heading into this matchup. Dak Prescott plays like an elite quarterback when, I said it in the DFS part of this show, Tyrone Smith is back. He's going to be back. The only strong part about the 49ers team is the front four and Fred Warner. But that gets nullified when you have the big offensive line ready to go for Dallas. And outside of Nick Bosa and DJ Jones in the middle, there hasn't been a pass rush. Where's Eric Armstead and his $20 million a year? He's been non-existent. Oh, by the way, flip this thing on the other side of the ball where we go to the offense. Dallas Cowboys, everyone's to talk about like, oh, the 49ers run the ball really well. Dallas doesn't stop the run. You're not paying attention to the context. When Lawrence plays, because remember, he missed a good portion of this season. When he plays, Dallas is a top 10 run defense against ding, 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 outside zone run schemes, which is exactly what the 49ers need to run. We don't know if Trent Williams is going to play. That's going to be a big role as we're being able to stop Mika Parsons on the flip side. Will the 49ers be able to move the ball passing? Yes. Again, go back to it, though. Jimmy Garoppolo, I'm a big Jimmy Garoppolo defender because I don't want to see Trey Lance ever as a San Francisco 49ers starting quarterback because man alive is he going to be bad. But we do know that while he got all this credit towards the end of the game, for the great performance that he had for being the Rams, and I was ecstatic. However, I don't forget the two previous interceptions, the second one in particular, because it it showed me that thumb is an issue. And if he has a weak grab at any point, that ball is going to go sailing. I think the Cowboys are going to get at least three turnovers in this game. Give me the Dallas Cowboys as my lock bet to cover at minus three. I don't see this game being particularly close. I think they actually win by a touchdown or more at the end of it. Somebody could tell me why I'm wrong. Dallas and Oak works for me. Works for me. <laughs> works for me. Chris, you got a smirk. Give me something. I want you to be right. I mean, I, I, I want to. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm kind of with, with Pete on this one. I want, I want to, I want to pick Dallas in my heart. But I just look at the 49ers, and I think that it's Dan Quinn. I know he's getting a lot of credit for turning this defense around, but I think Kyle Shannon can outscheme Dan Quinn in the playoff game. Just saying. All right. <sighs> I don't disagree with that part, by the way. Just but remember, I got my I, rant. I got off my chest. Uh, you got it. You got to let that stuff out. If you hold it in, it, it just turns evil. <laughs> but um, wait, till, wait till next year when he still has Trey Lance as his quarterback and he's not. Yeah. <laughs> when we're done with all these games, I have a question. Sure. All right. Let's fire away, though, because we only got a few minutes left. Uh, Pittsburgh at Kansas City. This game minus 12 and a half for Kansas City over under set at 46. Pete, what are you looking at? 
Honestly, did you, I don't really like the Kansas City spread too much in this game. Um, I'd probably take the over. Okay. That's about okay. it. I, I don't really like this game much. It, it doesn't entice me too much. <laughs> <laughs> At that part, I can't blame you. Chaz, what are you thinking? Well, he's right. And he, he's got a legitimate point because playoff games shouldn't be double-digit lines. They shouldn't be. The last home game for Kansas City this season was a while back. That's all I'm going to say. Chris? Yeah, I think that Kansas City is going to win this game, but I don't like them to cover. I know that they blew out the Pittsburgh last time they played, but the Chiefs haven't really blown out anybody for the most part. I think that you have some questions about their offense, Tyreek Hill's health, some things in the running back situation. So I think look at different things kind of going on. And I think Pittsburgh kind of found its groove of playing really, really ugly football, but Ben Roethlisberger averaging two yards per pass, throwing the ball 60 times a game, allows the defense to kind of stay off the field and keep the game within, you know, striking distance. I think Chiefs are still going to win the game, but I think the Pittsburgh can keep it close enough that the, the Chiefs don't cover. Yeah, I'm staying away from the line. I am taking the over, though, because the over is at 46. Last four or five for the Steelers on the road, it went over. And the last five games in a row for Kansas City, it went over. So I am going to take the over in that game. Let's move to the Monday night game, which why there's a Monday night game, why the NFL is clearly putting one of these two teams at a disadvantage heading into the following week, which, depending on who wins, could be against the Green Bay Packers who had two weeks off. It's why it really makes absolutely no sense whatsoever. But this game, minus three and a half for the Rams, the over-under set at 49. Pete, what do you got? I like the Rams. Uh, I know they had a tough end to the week last week, but the three weeks is the last six. Um, I also saw somewhere that a bunch of the public is on the Cardinals. I really, I think Kyler Murray, he's unbelievable. But I think he got hurt somewhere towards the end of the season because he doesn't look like the same Kyler Murray from the first eight weeks. Um, and I don't trust Cliff Kingsbury at all. I really don't. And I think he'll choke in the playoffs eventually. And three and a half isn't that much. And yeah, I re- and the Cardinals in their last five games against the spread are one and four. I think the Cardinals are kind of fraudulent. I don't really see why the line's only three and a half. Chaz, what do you got? Boy. Arizona plays a lot better when they're not in Arizona. That's for sure. Yeah. I will say this. The last time, no, so, so Arizona, one, two. It's going back this year. This year, in all their road games, one time has somebody scored a touchdown in the first quarter in Arizona. One time out of all those games. They are in their last two, four, five, 10, 12. They're two and 12 in the, uh, or 12 and two against the spread in the first quarter. That's pretty good. I like so, it, Chris. I, I, I agree with him. The Murray looks like something's wrong with him. Chris? Yeah, that's that's him trying to stay in the pocket. Um, but I think that if you look at with Matthew Stafford as basically the key to this game, I think that he's played awful the last few weeks. If he plays just an average quarterback, the Rams should be able to win this game. I switched in the cover, and I'd bet on that. This is my upset pick of the week. Arizona over the out, Los Angeles Rams outright. Matthew Stafford's not looking right. He's a turnover machine. I think it continues this week. Arizona has eight and one against the spread the last nine away games. Give me Arizona to cover. Chaz, quickly, what's your question? Any of these teams got a shot at winning the Super Bowl? Any of these teams that don't have a bye got a shot? Dallas. Absolutely. Dallas is well, Dallas is my big team that I think well, actually winds up winning the Super Bowl. Well, historically, you've seen that happen. A lot of, you know, you've seen definitely the playoff teams get hot from the wild card. But I think that, um, you know, look, Dallas is a good example of the Rams. I think there's a couple of different teams that can still, you know, kind of advance in this. The Chiefs. Yeah. 
That's going to do it for the show, guys. We got to get out of here because High Low Sports is coming on TikiLive.com. Everybody, follow us at BellyUpMDFF Show, and we'll be talking to you all real, real soon. We'll be back next week, same time, same place. Chaz, as you always like to say, always be casual. See you guys next week. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.